Have you ever sat through a Relief Society lesson? Heard an inspirational story about a woman who was born decades or even centuries before you? Then wondered how in the world could her life possibly be relevant to yours? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear parts of some prominent talks given by women throughout the history of the church. Hopefully, along the way, you'll be able to see how their experiences can apply to you. Welcome to the Latter-day Saint Women Podcast. I'm your host, Shaylin Back, and today we have two guests with us today. The first is Jessica Nelson. She's a historian and volume editor for the Joseph Smith Papers. Hi, Jessica. Hi, thanks for having me. And we also have Katie with us today, Katie Perez. She is a stay-at-home mom of two kids, and she's read this book, and we're so excited to have her. So hi, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. Today we're discussing the talk why we are organized into quorums and relief societies and this is by sister julie b beck and this talk is included in at the pulpit which is a compilation of talks and discourses given by latter-day saint women throughout the history of the restoration so today we just want to talk a little bit about julie b beck who she is why she gave this talk and why it's important to us so what do we know about sister beck In the early years of uh, Sister Beck's life, she went with her family to Brazil, where her father presided over the Brazil mission. At that time, there was only one mission. And um, so at that early stage of her life, she learned Portuguese and later uh, used that when she was General Relief Society president. So I thought it was so funny, too, that she was in Brazil for five years, right? And so she mentioned... um, playing missionary with her siblings like so they didn't play house or dolls it was they played missionary because that was their life so I thought that was kind of a fun fact about her childhood yeah and I think that uh, experience gave her an excitement about the gospel that she carried with her through her administration as Relief Society president so she also says that the Relief Society sisters filled a role for her as a mother when she started attending after and after her parents had gone on another mission that's who she looked up to um, as kind of mother figures as the women around her and then as the general relief society president um, one of her greatest legacies was daughters in my kingdom and it's translated into 23 languages and she kind of with that refocused the relief society into faith family and relief which is pretty amazing Yeah, Daughters of My Kingdom, um, like you said, it was translated into 23 languages. And the hope was that this book could be used to empower women to think about Relief Society um, in terms of its history and the power uh, for good that it has and that it has been used throughout Latter-day Saint history. It's a tremendous resource. Um, If ever there are occasions to um, talk about Latter-day Saint history and Relief Society lessons is a great and approachable way to get sources and information about General Relief Society presidents of the past, some of the things that they cared about and that were a part of their administration. And so one of the great um, aspects of this book uh, at the pulpit is that it, it does introduce us to maybe on a, on a, on a deeper level some of the uh, women who've been leaders of the church and that information is maybe more distilled than Daughters in My Kingdom. But yeah, a great resource all around for becoming more familiar with Relief Society leaders and the mission and work of Relief Society in the past. And At the Pulpit and Daughters in My Kingdom, they're both actually available on the Gospel Library app and online. So at LDS.org is Daughters in My Kingdom and then Church Historians Press is um, .org is where you can find at the pulpit. And so with these people that we're talking about in these talks that we discuss, 
you'll want to go back and, and read them and, and study them in the context of this is our history as Latter-day Saint women. And it is, you know, very inspiring. And so I'm grateful for At the Pulpit to learn more about these women. And so what's neat about Julie B. Beck is that she's actually someone now she's she's living and she's still influential and has has done so much good for our current church. And I just wanted to jump right into her talk. So listen to this quote from Sister Julie B. Beck. As the prophet Joseph Smith began establishing the church in this dispensation, the Lord directed him to follow similar inspired patterns. When he set the course for Relief Society, he told the sisters they were organized under the priesthood after the pattern of the priesthood. What does that mean, that the Relief Society is after the pattern of the priesthood? So this is actually a really um, important point that both Eliza R. Snow and Sarah Melissa Kimball, who are both founding members of the original Relief Society in Nauvoo, they talk about this. So Sarah Kimball, when she's speaking um, at this 40th anniversary event, she really brought home that Relief Society is organized after the pattern of the church and in the order of the priesthood. That's a, that's a direct quote from that occasion. A couple of things that go with being organized after the pattern of the priesthood is the setting apart of a presidency who preside over this group of sisters. And, the, and one of the things that um, Sister Beck talks about is the role that personal revelation plays in Relief Society uh, presidencies for their uh, the sisters that are um, within their care as presidents. And so personal revelation plays a role. Also, we know that organization is really key to the, the way that the church runs. And so having uh, a formal presidency organized in a way that's similar to um, how quorums are organized uh, is really important. And so we can see with the similarities there that um, organization with uh, leadership entitled to personal revelation within the group is key to things running smoothly and a way to help uh, minister to those who are in need, which is the main purpose of Relief Society. And I actually loved that too because I thought, okay, the pattern of the priesthood, I was thinking maybe it's very directed and, and overseen by the priesthood. But what I felt as I read this is that it's actually very empowering to be after the pattern of the priesthood and, like you mentioned, have a presidency and receive revelation. And so I thought that was neat because we really can take ownership of our role as women in mm-hmm. the church in within this organization. Absolutely. Um, another thing that Eliza R. Snow said is that this is an organization that cannot exist without the priesthood from the fact that it derives all of its authority and influence from that source. So we see that the, the priesthood empowers both Relief Society and priesthood, and that it's, the organizations for both are really clear and linear so that we can uh, administer in God's kingdom. Yeah. I think for me it was interesting because it says, you know, most people think of the Relief Society or quorums as merely a class or a place to sit during the third hour of church on Sunday. I, for me it was kind of fun just to, like, know more of like a definition of what they are, what they do, instead of, because honestly, that's how I thought. Well, now time to go to Relief Society. You know, it's just the third hour of church. Um, so it was fun for me and interesting just to learn more. And um, I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, that's one of the things that, or one of the things I guess that Sister Beck talks about in her talk is that some of the reasons maybe why we think of it just as a designation for third hour is because of the third hour consolidation that they did it back in 1980. Um, before that, Relief Society would have been held during the week. And so you would have maybe had to make a special effort to attend Relief Society. At the time when she was speaking, um, it being the, just a third hour designation, um, you know, different from when it was during the week. Mm-hmm. Relief Society and Elders Quorum, 
I feel like something important is to help us be better you know, daughters and sons and mothers and husbands and fathers and, and things like that. And she shares that too. Um, let's, let's listen to what she says about that. The work of the Quorum and Relief Society clarifies the unique identities and responsibilities of sons and daughters of God and unifies them in defense of his plan. President Harold B. Lee stated, and I quote, it seems clear to me that the church has no choice and never has had but to do more to assist the family in carrying out its divine mission, not only because that is the order of heaven, but also because that is the most practical contribution we can make to our youth to help improve the quality of life in the Latter-day Saint homes. As important as, many pro, as our many programs and organizational efforts are, these should not supplant the home. They should support the home, close quote. Sister Beck, she also explains how Relief Society and Elders Quorum do the same work, just in different spheres. And so I like how she just talks about why we're in groups mm-hmm. at all and she just says the reason these groups exist is that it's established by divine authority and it proclaims our dependence on one another and the indispensable need of mutual help and assistance. Because I think sometimes we do, I mean, some of us are very independent and just think that maybe we don't need people, but then some of us might feel like we don't have very much to contribute. And so we don't. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we really need to shift our perspective on is that we need each other and we do have no matter who you are, you have things to contribute. Sister Beck actually quotes President Packer along those same lines. President Packer recently declared to the brethren of the church, we need everyone, the tired or worn out or lazy, and even those who are bound down by guilt. Too many of our priesthood brethren are living below their privileges and the Lord's expectations, close quote. In one of the first meetings of the Female Relief Society of Nauvoo, Joseph Smith admonished the sisters to live up to their privilege. In a similar vein, President Packer said to the Sisters of Relief Society, quote, Rally to the cause of Relief Society. Strengthen it. Attend it. Devote yourselves to it. Enlist the inactive in it and bring non-member sisters under the influence of it. It is time now to unite this worldwide circle of sisters. A strong, well-organized Relief Society is crucial to the future, to the safety of this church. Close quote. I just love that, the, you know, why we're in groups and why we need each other. I think what's interesting is that in this day and age, maybe some of us wouldn't be as connected to our neighbors and to those we live around as maybe in the past, uh, just because, you know, we could be moving a lot or changing places in our careers, or um, we find more of our social groups um, in different places or maybe through online communities. But there is something about being in the same room with women who live in your same geographic area that may not be who you would select as your friends or who you would select to give service to, but we are put together in those groups um, to learn how to love and serve uh, each other. And hopefully Relief Society organizations um, throughout the church can utilize the potential that a united group can have for good in in those communities and and in their wards. Well, and I just like the sisterhood of it. You know, I feel like as a stay-at-home mom, it's like we have no social life anymore. <laughs> you know, I dental assisted for so long, and I got used to interacting with people, and now that I'm home, it's like Relief Society, you know, that's my place where I can gain that sisterhood and have those friends and conversations that 
I wouldn't have probably otherwise. And I think too, I mean, historically now with the role that visiting teaching and home teaching played, that was important too, to be able to meet people and know people's needs and to make your own needs known as well. We moved into a new ward three weeks before we had twins. And it's funny because I attended church, I think once before I had the babies. And I was just kind of like, hi, my name's Shaylin. You might not see me for a while because I'm about to have twins. And I ended up having them very soon after but our phone was ringing off the hook and people just kept coming to our door bringing food and bringing gifts to not only my babies but my five-year-old and and we're lucky to live in a ward where they're able to they they do have more time to devote to to things like that because then I, I turn it around and I think man what am I doing I'm not doing enough and I just think there's kind of a time and a season to our service as well like right now my role is to raise my kids and then hopefully in the future I can be that person that I'm you know making dinner for everybody and and making little little gifts and coming to to play with my kids and and chat with me but yeah I do appreciate that society that Relief Society has given me. I feel like after reading this talk it just made me kind of reflect back to my childhood and growing up. Growing up my dad passed away with colon cancer before I was born while my mom was pregnant with me and So my mom now was a single mom of six kids. Um, She had a C-section, and so she was laying in her waterbed, which is super hard to get out of waterbeds back in the day. And um, I started crying, and she woke up to one of the women from the Relief Society came in the room and picked me up, and it was in the middle of the night, and she was still there just to help my mom. And then the next morning, she walked in the bathroom, and she started crying because she said one of the women had cleaned our bathtub. And she said, I had never seen it so clean, <laughs> you know, with all the six kids. And so she'll never forget that, and neither will I. I saw the quorums and the Relief Society throughout my whole life. Where my mom was a single mom, they stepped in, and they gave priesthood blessings. They helped with yard work. You know, they helped with things that my mom didn't know how to do on her own. <clears throat> and so that was just a blessing for our family. Wow, Katie, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like... Something that Sister Beck says that supports that, too, is that something we're responsible for as Relief Societies and Elders Quorums is managing the Lord's Storehouse. And when I think of the Lord's Storehouse, I think of, so I serve my mission in Kirtland, and so I think of Newell K. Whitney's actual store, Bishop's Storehouse, where he would distribute food and and things like that. But she says that the storehouse is um, our time and our talents and our material means, but it's so much more than that. And so... You know, the more that we participate in Relief Society, the more we can know each other's, um, I guess, positive things that they have about them where they can help build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. She keeps using that phrase, building the kingdom of God. And we, how we do that is we support those who are in need and have these circumstances where they don't know how to do things or they can't do things. And, and so I love how she says that, that we help manage the bishops or house in that way. Going back to something that you said in, you know, choosing who to to be friends with, she Sister Beck says, If we were left to ourselves, we might prefer to care only for the popular, charming, and grateful people in our wards. It is much more challenging to care for those who are difficult to love, who have grave and complicated challenges, or those who do not seem to appreciate our help. The Savior said, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, 
that you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. So one of the interesting uh, things about this talk is that Sister Beck delivered it in January of 2012 to an audience of Brigham Young University students. And um, funny enough, I was actually there. Uh, I was a freshman at BYU at the time. It was at the start of the semester, and I remember being really tired. I was changing my schedule, and I remember I was falling asleep in class that day, but I made a point to go to this devotional, and I left feeling like that was a really significant talk. I, I tried to take notes, and I, I couldn't get as much down as I had wanted to, but I remember thinking, okay, that's going to be something I'm going to want to read because of how she talked about Relief Society and elders quorums or priesthood quorums being um, so important and so uh, vital in working together to do the Lord's work. So it's interesting that she... Uh, talked about the Lord's storehouse and and, uh, using the church's resources uh, to university students, because maybe those students didn't think about ever being in a position where, you know, they were the ones to do that. Maybe they hadn't been involved with Bishop's storehouses before or and, you know, giving food or, you know, helping people find employment or things like that. And maybe those callings or those um, positions they were in and singles wards didn't do much of that. But I think it's important that those uh, students catch a vision for um, the kinds of great good that they could do maybe being the leaders of the church in the future. So that vision that she gave at that talk back in 2012 has stuck with me uh, ever since. And so it's great to get a chance to revisit this talk uh, here today in our conversation and hopefully readers of uh, At the Pulpit will enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for sharing. That was so neat that you were actually there and that you have that perspective. And it's neat that you said you knew that this talk was going to be meaningful. And here it is in this book available for everyone to read and hopefully have those same thoughts and experiences. So one of the hallmarks of uh, Sister Beck's presidency is I've studied it and, and looked over the talks that she gave is a central theme really that she brought home a lot is the history, significance, and importance of Relief Society. She felt that it was her mission to empower uh, Relief Society sisters around the world to know about the history and significance of Relief Society. She used uh, the history and importance of Relief Society as a basis for several of the talks that she gave in General Conference. One of those talks was entitled, What I Want My Sons and Grandsons and Granddaughters to Know About Relief Society. And so when we look back at her at her presidency, uh, we can really see that this was something that really uh, mattered to her. Hopefully, you know, we can uh, continue on in, in realizing the importance and the potential for good, really, that is in the Relief Society, especially when paired um, with elders quorums or priesthood quorums who are on the same page, um, who are both what she describes as under shepherds of the bishop of the ward. And so, um, really, this just describes a lot of the potential that um, Relief Societies can have and that there's a long history of there being really productive, good service that has saved the temporal and physical needs of the church. And Sister Beck ends this address with her testimony. I bear you my testimony that the restored gospel of Jesus Christ is upon the earth. My testimony of that restoration has been strengthened by knowing that quorums and relief societies were established so the Lord could organize his sons and daughters under the priesthood and after the pattern of the priesthood. 
By this means, he meant to engage them in his work of salvation and in wisely managing his storehouse. Quorums and relief societies are meant to provide safety and a refuge in these difficult days and to support and strengthen the identity, roles, and responsibilities of Heavenly Father's sons and daughters. We are called by the voice of the prophet to do it, and as we do so, the angels cannot be restrained from being our associates. I'm so glad that we got the opportunity today to talk about Sister Julie B. Beck and all of the things that she brought to us as sisters and Relief Society and an understanding of Elders Quorum that I didn't have before. Thank you so much to our guests, Jessica and Katie, for sharing your thoughts and and experiences and insights as well. I'm your host, Shaylin Beck, and we hope you'll continue to join us as we talk about Latter-day Saint women.